0: We got a Black
1: Hawk down, we got a Black Hawk down, 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 down. down. Good trash genre Cast. So, dead, that's fine. How about alive?
0: Hmm? I don't know. Look at these scars.
2: Can you spell it? D J A N G O. The D is silent.
1: I have got to get me one of these. you're a wolf.
2: What are these? What are you doing with these? Okay, I get it. No, no, no. Who gave you these? Who taught you about these? I learned it from you, okay? I learned it from wanting you! If it bleeds, we can kill it.
0: It's your last chance to walk away. Are you kidding? It's five against one. It's two against one. How do you figure it out? Once I take out the leader, which is yours? I'll have to contend with one or two enthusiastic wingmen. The last
2: two guys, I always win. Have you uh, you done this before? It's getting late. Remember, you wanted this. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Good Trash Genre Cast, where a bunch of people gather around a table or sometimes a armrest to talk about movies you wouldn't normally discuss inside of a film studies course. And this week, we once again went to the talkies to check out Guillermo del Toro's new gothic romance, not horror. Crimson Peak, which opens on theaters on October 16th. My birthday! Happy Come birthday, on. Dalton. Yay! Hey, I'm back. I didn't die. Happy he is birthday. alive. He has re-emerged from beyond the black rainbow, and he has joined <laughs> us again once again. That's right. We got, uh, this is my first bonus episode, Except It is. Except for, well, Django Unchained, which was yeah, way, back. way, way,
1: many years ago. But uh, yeah, I'm so excited we got to go see this, guys. Um, sorry for the audio quality. It's not quite what we normally do. Uh, we're recording in my car right now, actually, but... Uh, on a cell phone. On a cell phone. So hopefully this sounds okay. We do what we do. It's the podcasting life, guys.
0: Podcasting life.
2: Sometimes you gotta do it on the move. Well, uh, let's quickly just put some names with these voices across from me, to my right-ish, sir. <laughs> my name's
1: Dalton Stewart, <laughs> uh, one of the regular co-hosts and founders of the Good Trash Honor cast.
2: To my left, riding in the back seat.
0: Uh, my name's Caleb Masters, and uh, one thing to say, Arthur, I'm not stopping until... I kill you, or you kill me.
2: (laughs) I heard you the first time, Mr. Caleb Masters, and I am Arthur Gordon, and we are so glad you're joining us for this bonus-ode as we quickly review Guillermo del Toro's Crimson Peak, uh, which is about a young woman who is a late bloomer who finally hits that menstrual cycle as she starts her new job at a scantily clad restaurant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh, Justin would be so proud of you for your fake summary. Uh, For those of you not in the know... um, Crimson Peak stars Mia Wasikowska. Wasikowska? You you know who we're talking about. Uh, Tom Middleston, Jessica Chastain, and Charlie Hunnam. It is set in 1901. It is very much a throwback to um, hammer horror, to that gothic romance genre, to those early uh, gothic novels like Dracula and Frankenstein. Um, And that's really, I think, all we're going to say. It's kind of a ghost story. um, But... But not. I guess that's all you need, plot summary. Uh, Since it's a bonus show, the movie hasn't officially opened yet. We'll kind of be as brief as we can on the plot points.
2: It's Uh, not a ghost story. It's a story with a ghost in it. It's a metaphor.
0: It's a metaphor (laughs) for the past.
2: (laughs) Alright, well, thank you for that, Dalton, for summing that up for us. Why don't we just begin with your review? Tell us what you thought about the movie.
1: Oh, guys. uh, I mean, you know, I'm coming... Literally, we just watched this, so I'm a little fired up, but I absolutely adored it. I've been a big fan of Guillermo del Toro since before I followed directors. I mean, I saw Blade 2 when it came out and those of you who are regular listeners will know I have a lot of love for that film. I adored Crimson Peak. It is gorgeously shot, gorgeously designed. Uh, Del Toro weaves in all of his particular fascinations and interests into this film. I mean, it's, you know, he's he's got these things that he brings into every movie that, you know, are just his thing. But he really finds a way within the narrative of the film, within the tapestry of the story, to weave in some of those things that he, he's a really big fan of. Um, body horror, insects, eyes, um, optometry, which is a thing that comes up for him a lot, uh, gears, uh, just all of those things that he has a real fascination with. Uh, the grotesque beauty of sexuality. Um, all of those things that he seems to have a fascination with, he, he weaves into this film. Uh, and he does it so well. I mean, every beat of this movie is... Really, just worked for me uh, entirely. I, I was completely floored by it. Uh, it's might be one of my favorite Del Toro movies, and I wouldn't be surprised if it comes up again on my my year end
2: list. I, I really liked it that much, guys. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Dalton Stewart. High praise from the man himself, Mr. Caleb Masters. What do you think? I totally agree with Dalton. I
0: I think there's a really strong case again coming right off the off of the high and the experience, but I, I really think this is there's a case to be made. For this being his best American movie, uh, you know uh, he's made a lot of great American movies. But I, when I see this, I think Pan's Labyrinth, I think Devil's Backbone, like just totally engrossed and immersed in that dark, creepy atmosphere. Yeah. And his attention to detail, guys, is just mind blowing. His the set design, everything, all the little details, just down to the the wood chips in the house and the and just the, the way the, the the clay oozed, things that no one normally would have noticed. You were just if you if you were just paying close enough attention, like wow. Just tiny just, details, the, the tiny details, blah, mumble, blah, blah, blah. and and, and they created such a terrifying atmosphere. The second they walked into the house, you're like, "Ooh, this is creepy," and just the the, the longer you spend there, the more just uneasy. Well, you oppressive
1: got. is a word that comes to mind. I oh, mean, very really. oppressive. That's yeah, the atmosphere just weighs on you, and it's. I'm glad you mentioned Devil's Backbone, Caleb, because I feel like in a lot of ways this shares a lot of similarities with Devil's Backbone. I can almost see the two as a companion piece of sorts. I really can, because uh, they share a lot of themes, a lot of visual. Uh, nods to Devil's Backbone, and and a lot of plot points, really, I mean, do carry, again, not to to spoilery, but there are a lot of uh, things that I notice. If you've seen Devil's Backbone, as you watch Crimson Peak, you'll find yourself thinking, oh, hey,
0: that's good, like kind of yeah. little
1: winks to his, you know, yeah. the early days of his career. He, yeah. he, and
0: he he loads the movie down with Easter eggs and just to, to gothic horror. I mean, you can look, uh, you know, the Fall of the House of the Usher. Uh, if you want to look at even uh, even more recent movies, I mean, heck, the the uh, the Woman in Black. A lot of those gothic horror movies, like uh, it did it better than any of those other movies though, or those other stories, I think. Uh, and and what what's really cool. Um, a, a, about the movie is I, while I don't feel like the plot, if I have one criticism, and it's not really a criticism, it's a pretty straightforward plot. We've heard it before. We've read it before, but it's just a delivery was so yeah. exceptional that you were, and you were so engrossed in the, the experience of the movie that it didn't really matter.
1: I don't know. There's some plot points in this that I, I can, I'm so surprised the studio let into a major yeah. release. Yeah. I'm really, Fact. I. I was blown away that I was like, "Oh my god!" They let wow, that happen. The studio let him do this. Del so man.
0: Ooh.
1: Arthur. What What are your thoughts on *Crimson Peak*? Well,
2: I I really what I would like to say about *Crimson Peak* is I think it is a beautiful movie. It is gorgeous from beginning to end. Very atmospheric. Very tonal. Uh, what it lacks in narrative and plot, it really makes up for with the atmosphere and, and the set design and production. And that's that's what this movie is. And as my co-hosts have already mentioned, it does uh, echo back to those earlier works. Devil's Backbone is all over this movie. Uh, from the visual cues to uh, set design and some action beats towards the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of nods to that movie. And, and his other works, uh, we see the fairy tale thing happening yep. uh, with the uh, the book ends of the film there's kind of a book narrative thing happening there um not like a dream sequence thing but there's an actual book of uh, mm-hmm. Crimson Peak and so we're playing a lot with those same fairy tales that Otor stuff that Del Toro loves so much and in a lot, a lot of ways this this feels like his his version of Hitchcock's Rebecca uh which is a very gothic horror film there's a lot of similar plot points uh, that happened in that movie uh which are echoed here and so for well, all I was I
1: thought of uh Park Chan-wook Stoker, that Dustin yes. is a big fan of, which nods up to Rebecca a yeah. lot. Yeah,
2: and we also get uh, Maya Wachachowski Ch- again. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so... Speaking uh,
1: of, uh, Mia, I you know, we've talked a lot about Del Toro. I do want to take a moment to talk about the performances. Yeah. Mia Wachowska, Was- good God, has does this thing in the movie twice. Two different scenes. She She cries, and the most perfect circular tear forms in the middle of her eye... Before draw, and it's just like, how is that? It's like the the glory tier that Denzel does (laughs) in Glory. It's that one singular. Beautiful, perfect tear. Yeah. It's legit because you can actually see the you form. Here's yeah, Del Toro. Beautiful. The camera's so close. You're like, oh, my God. It's, it's just these just tight close-ups on her face and the tear forms. And Hiddleston is great. Ch- Chastain. I'm a huge... I love Jessica Chastain, but God damn it is she good in this
2: movie. Chastain she was eating kills a, it.
0: Oh, man. She ate the oh. scenery on so many of those scenes. I love it. She stole the scene from Tom Hiddleston and Mia Chachowski. Yeah, yeah I, we get, we're going to figure out how to say her name one day. one day. One well, day,
2: that's the challenge. I think it's, that's our game I for the week. I think
1: it's Vasakaska. I heard it said like three different ways, though. At this I'm not point.
2: even going to keep attempting. We're sauce. But, <laughs> <you> know... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Worcestershire. Me yeah. Well, but, uh, you know, Tom Hiddleston, I, I, I thought he was really great because I thought he played the game ambiguous the whole way through. I he never yeah. knew all the way until the very end, can Which I really trust this right. guy? Yeah. Don't
1: you know. don't know what his motives are. He very does. Very subtle. He, it's a very, it's it's Nuanced. a very, new, exact, nuance is great. It's a, it is a toned-down performance. It is it is a performance that allows you to know there's something more that we don't know. Right, But without ever telling you too much which yeah. I think is really great for a film that does have some plot twists and turns yeah. it's, it's great to not ever be able to completely read what a character's motivation is uh, and at the same uh, ugh I can't, I can't say enough nice things about the performances yeah. in
2: this movie. Um, I, I, yeah, it's really solid. I Also, from a uh, uh, direction and a cinematography standpoint, I love there's this throwback because he's using so many iris in, iris outs. He's doing yeah. a lot of fades and swipes. Yeah, lefty, a right. lot of
0: iris in, iris yeah, out. That's it's, something we don't see in Hollywood yeah, ever anymore. And it's yeah. another
2: throwback to those earlier uh, gothic horror films oh, okay. in the 40s and 30s. The Uninvited. And Staircases. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I mean st-
1: gothic, gothic film uh, has a tradition with... With giant staircases, yeah, and this is no exception. I mean, there's that that staircase plays so prominently throughout the film.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a great film. I I would recommend everybody go out to watch it. Uh, be be prepared. There is some very visceral violence, which harkens back to Pan's Labyrinth. Oh yeah, I thought there was just going to be a nod to the wine bottle beating from Pan's Labyrinth, nope. mm-hmm. but it's it is throughout the film, and it is it is intense and gripping and nauseating and. It's beautiful. I mean, it's a great movie. the the uh, The crowd we saw it with, which uh,
1: you know, was a press screening, but with you know, an advanced screening crowd. They were eating it up. From yeah, what I oh, could they're tell, freaking out. Yeah, which yeah, made they may be really happy. Oh
0: no, it was great. They 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 all like just sat back and started going. Ooh, at the, yeah. just the right times. And I have to say, it wasn't while there was blood, obviously, and there was some gross stuff. And I still didn't think it was the goriest thing I ever seen. But he just knew exactly when to show the blood. Yeah, and it, it got it's guys. more of a
2: sound effect thing. Yes, and and that's what gets you here. Well, and
1: the, the, the there's some some ghost effects in this film that are really great. I had oh, a very yeah. I had a very vocal reaction to one scare in the movie, and I don't think. Yeah. Any Anybody else in the theater did, but I was so delighted by oh, yeah. one scare. That oh, I, like yeah. I hooted with delight. It was it was enjoyable.
2: It was in, the, it was I, it was in the, the hallway.
0: You could hear it in the entire theater, Dalton go, ooh, I, hey, I, went,
2: ooh. Ooh. Like, yeah. I was so
0: it's happy. A, I know, the, 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 the ghost design, I mean, God, we can on all day yeah. about, about the Aztec choices, but those ghosts are terrifying as hell. Well, and he's,
1: he's got a, a history with, with great creature design. Yeah, yes. yeah certainly. And, I mean, and, uh, Doug Jones is credited, Doug Jones. Uh, who I assume, you know, is, is in makeup in this movie somewhere, because yeah. I didn't see his face, and yeah. he has a very distinct face. Uh, so I'm assuming he's he's in, in makeup at some point. Probably a mocap. Yeah, yeah, because there's some digital and there's some practical, but Ryan it's a lot knows. of digital on the ghosts. Um, but man, yeah, the the design of of the film we've already talked about, but the creature design
0: is is really quite stunning. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes him brilliant, though his attention. And
1: yeah, there's the... there's some great things, uh, you know, at, at play with the idea of the, the dying aristocracy. You know, yeah. in you know the turn of the century in in, in 1900. Uh, this idea of new money coming in and, and having no respect for old money. You know, you get a lot in film about the old money not respecting the new money, but I, I really thought it was interesting, kind of a turn on its head. Especially, you know, in 2015, um, you know, so many years out from, from the last time you think of a, a major gothic thriller or gothic romance film, uh, kind of playing with those those genre tropes, those those themes about the old money. Uh, Whereas the new money has the disregard and the disdain for the old money and, and, you know, disdains them for not having earned uh, their place. And I thought that was very interesting, you know, and and the old money literally sinking under its own weight Mm -hmm. um, with, with an inability to. Keep up with the times and adapt and, and change as needed.
0: Yeah, no, I thought that was a really interesting uh, read on the movie. They lay it out there, Perillo, in the film too. But mm-hmm. here, you're totally right. The, the imagery was was spot on. That something something I noticed in the movie that was uh, interesting was again this idea of almost at like the heart of darkness, like it's the evil that lies just below, right? So the house kind of represents like, oh, it's a mansion building on top of this beautiful place and this beautiful countryside. Except for once you go inside the house, it's rotting, and decaying. It's rotting and right, it's right, literally right? Sinking, sinking into the and countryside, falling apart, uh, and how. Eventually, ultimately, the the evil was going to uh, to, to, to rise, literally uh, bubble, up bubble up to the, up surface. To the surface. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 he, and he didn't miss a beat with, with just how he slow, surely but slowly, weaved like that the the, the sinking clay into the movie, like just little things like that.
2: Very good. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, I think high praise all around, and this next segment should be fairly easy to telegraph. But I have to ask, as we always do, Shelford Trash, Elser instead. Give me a rating, Mr. Caleb Masters, go.
0: Shelf. Put it on my shelf next to my other Del Toro movies. Uh, this one, you know, Pacific Rim was one I bought. I, I bought. I, I liked that movie a lot, and I shelved that out of almost, out of, uh, you know, for the sake of my collection. Um, I like that movie a lot. This movie I loved. I will gladly go pick up. It will be on my shelf uh, next to my copy of Pan's Labyrinth uh, and Hellboy 2. Uh, but and uh, uh, else, uh, to long kind of uh, watch along with us definitely go through his works. He has a very distinct, uh, with the exception of Pacific Rim and stuff like Blade Two and Pacific Rim. He does have, I think, a very through line the, oh, um, and themes and no. stuff he's doing through his entire. No, Blade Two's got it. Oh no, man. no, these are great. You think he's got the same, the same kind of like evolution these same ideas we're talking about? Oh yeah, and yeah. Blade Two. Think about,
1: I, I mean, the I... the mouths are so insectoid and vaginal.
0: Oh no, that... that's true. No, the insectoid. Thing, I I I guess with the aristocracy that would work with the the. Yeah, I, I think race. even, okay. even okay. in his like big blockbuster movies, I think he still does those things.
1: Um, but yeah, Pacific Rim, I mean,
0: that might be a little harder.
1: I mean, just for fun, I
0: would never say not to watch Blade Two. We'll no, Pacific yeah. Grim, those I, I get what you're watch. saying.
1: Sorry, Caleb, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: Uh, no, you're fine. I, I would say go watch all of his movies, but I think especially hit on the Spanish foreign films. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, um, if you're looking at the American one, uh, films, I'd definitely look at the Hellboy, the Hellboy 1 and 2. Uh, Woman in Black, Senator, if you're really into this gothic horror I think that's another good pick. A little slower, not quite as up to par as this movie, but we're checking out. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 19 insect obsessed close up, extreme close ups out of a possible 19.75.
2: Very good, very good. Mr. Dalton Stewart, shelf, trash, else, or instead, and give me a rating.
1: Uh, yeah, this is very shelfable. I, I hope this movie makes a lot of money. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I like to trash films if I don't think. Everybody should watch them. If I think they're for film buffs only, I won't always shelf them. I think this movie does have crowd appeal. I think it really does, just for the visceral thrills, because it is it is a very fun movie. We've talked about the artistry a lot. It's a fucking delight to yeah. watch. It's a very fun film yeah. um, to, 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 to experience and enjoy, and I really hope it makes its money, and I, I think people should go out and check it out, definitely. A hearty recommendation from me. Pairing with it, uh, as Caleb's mentioned, I think you should definitely take into consideration Del Toro's other work because he is building on these themes throughout his career. Uh, I also think you should check out a a really underrated gothic romance, gothic horror, uh, and that's uh, Kenneth Branagh's uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which is not a great movie by any means. It's interesting, though. It's an interesting film and does a lot of really great things visually. I I think it's very underrated. It's a movie I appreciate quite a bit. starring Brana and uh, Robert De Niro as Frankenstein's monster. Um, but definitely an, an interesting film uh, that does have a lot of those same visual nods to classic gothic horror. I, I would also recommend, um, because Dustin would be so pissed if I didn't, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is not a film I like but is a very visually beautiful yeah. film. Visually oh, yeah. visual film.
0: That, that yeah. is like the definitive... Uh, modern. Modern, modern 90s War. gothic horror And there's movie. a great
2: nod because in this movie, Tom Hiddleston, there's a scene where they're in a park walking he's got the same kind of dark yes. sunglasses Those, on and the black yeah. outfit that uh, Oldman wears in Bram Stoker's Dracula. So that's, I think is a good recommendation. Yeah, and I'm not
1: as as well-read as Dustin is on classic gothic horror, but I mean... Uh, Horror of Dracula. You know those 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 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s uh, Dracula films, both of the classic Universal ones and the Hammer ones. Christopher Lee is in uh, the ones I've seen. I can you know I, I I do love quite a bit, and I'm sure Dustin would have specific recommendations for you if he was here. But uh, if he listens to this and it doesn't get brought up, he's going to be furious. Yeah. That's so fair. I figured it had to be mentioned. Um, I give it. I I like it this much. I give it eight. Uh, Charlie Hunnam's unfortunate American accents out of a possible eight. High praise for me. Arthur shelf for Trash Elster instead, and what's your rating?
2: Uh, yeah, shelf it. I, I see myself revisiting this one right alongside Pan's Labyrinth, so uh, yeah, I put it on the shelf. I'm a collector, and so definitely it's going on there. Um, else, I don't know. There's much else to recommend. I would. We say, have covered a lot. Yeah, uh, If you're going to specifically focus on Del Toro's backlog, I would say definitely check out Devil's Backbone because it's all over this movie. Pan's Labyrinth, possibly just because we have that underneath-the-surface type of tension and there's another kind of world going on uh, that we're dealing with, but you know, if you're going to pick some of Del Toro's work, I'd say definitely those two. I would also check out uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Rebecca, uh, which this, I think, uh, picks from quite a bit. Also, check out uh, The Shining because something's not quite right at the Overlook Motel. Yes,
1: it's... decrepit, beautiful buildings, bleeding walls, definitely. Oh, those old days. There
0: were, there were definitely moments in this movie that definitely channeled The Shining. I, even, I, I thought, i been like, oh, this is all Shining right now.
2: And so those yeah. would be my else recommendations. I think we've hit on all of the best ones we can think of. Um, Having
0: as, just watched The movie. Yeah,
2: yeah without some research. As uh, far as a rating goes, I would give it. Uh, 17 dogs playing fetch with ghosts, uh, out of 17... Uh, because it's a it's a good movie. Perfect
1: it's scores from me and Arthur, and nearly perfect scores from Caleb, off so. by a
2: decimal on Caleb's score. Yeah, so, a decimal I mean, guys. Just
0: a decimal point. It was the way Charlie Hunnam scratched himself in the scene. I just couldn't handle <laughs>
1: it. Yeah. I know. Obviously, we are hyped up just leaving the theater, so these are subject yeah. to change. But yeah. initial impressions are very strong. Yeah.
0: Please go support this movie. Movies like this deserve to exist in a world where a lot of uh, auteurs don't get to make these big blockbuster movies. That's why we
2: all love it. Just, just saying. I think before we end the show. I think we should just prepare you, dear listener. Don't go in expecting a pure horror film. This is a gothic romance. Like we said at the beginning, as a joke, it's a story with a ghost in it. And, and Del Toro so, has
1: made a point of saying
0: that. And I think people going in to see a horror movie won't be disappointed.
2: No, but don't have those expectations because I think that might. Hurt it, it, there's you.
0: not. There's not a jump scare per five minute yeah. window count on. And this that,
2: movie. that I think that's our difference between this and maybe something like The Woman in Black. Where The Woman in Black, I think, channels a lot more that Hammer pure horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is more of that gothic literature style and so yeah. just that's just a where the
1: monster serves a larger thematic and narrative yeah. thread
2: because um, there are plenty of ghosts and they show up in unexpected in great ways
0: but just remember they're just a metaphor.
2: They are. They are just a metaphor because the past will come back to get you. Um, so, thank you, dear listener, for checking us out and uh, listening to us talk about this movie that we all really enjoyed. Again, that is Guillermo del Toro's Crimson Peak opening nationwide on October 16th. Until next time, dear listener, go out, catch a movie, have a conversation with your friends, and until next time, we'll see you again. <laughs>